Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Cairns. I'm your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world who help bring some of our favorite beers and breweries to life. This week, we have a special episode for you, episode 145, featuring the extremely talented, amazingly creative, fun, beer-loving, Kesha-with-a-dollar-sign-loving, Eli Trex. E-L-I-T-R-A-K-S on Instagram, throwlittle.com on the end there, and you can see her extremely unique, creative interpretations, way she brings beer to life. Literally, it's just a, an exciting exploration of beer and photography. She's really um, you know, has made a career of it, and it's really kind of a, a culmination that she's uh, ended up doing something that she loves, shooting things that she loves, which is craft beer. She's currently working at Turning Point Beer in Texas, deep in the heart of Texas. But Turning Point Beer, turningpointbeer.com. Check it out. We are pretty excited. We usually try to have the beer afterwards. And if you're part of the crew at Turning Point, please send us. You know, We talk about that in the episode about sending beer. Please send us a lot of beer, but um, we did uh, get a beer recently from our football fantasy league beer box. I won the league. What what? And you get um, you know you get the choice of the of five of the the members of the league to send you non shelfy uh, beer, and so that was a uh, random. But I think it's a uh, blackout brunch. It's a uh, maple, and it's got the wax. So I'm pretty excited to to get into that one but it's uh it's pretty high up there so anyway like i said uh i really i've been following eli for a long time she came on my radar from the work that she did with aslan and it wasn't you know maybe in the future it was you know a paying gig hopefully the crew over there at least threw her some beers but i mean she really if you look at their stuff i mean she helped to you know they were making great beers and doing some cool stuff um as our, you know, we told you we we've been uh, supporting Aslan way back since we saw, you know, got introduced to them from our buddy Bryce about four plus years ago. We went to the Lock In Music Festival and we were checking them out. But I mean, I it's not an official thing, but I, I think that she was a huge part of them, you know, blowing up like they did um, because of the the artwork that she was creating, you know, the designs with her photography and just really how she was doing something that was really unique. We've had other photographers on this episode, you know, on this podcast. You know, we have some other uh, photographers that we're hoping to get on in the future, like our, you know, our good friend Melissa, you know, Beauty of the Beer. She's one of our, you know, our favorites. But what Eli does is, you know, is really unique. You know, it's just, you know, it's product and, you know, she brings it to life with, you know, and she's known for her kind of uh, her splash, her splash shots. You know, which are we? You know, we we even talk about that as well. So, it's not Ellie. You know, that'll be discussed in the episode. It's Eli, like Mr. Manning, uh, who's uh, retired. But it's just uh, it's an all around good episode. It really is just uh, something that we've come to appreciate. We try you know new ways to introduce folks to different things, and. It's really cool. I think that we really have just some great people in the you know in the scene. We have some great people that we've been able to interview, and we've just met some great people you know all over the place, you know from you know from Sweden to to Hudson Valley, 
you know, to, you know, Germany, to Canada, and, you know, most places in between. It's just really, you know, when we look at the map, we think of, uh, you know, where we want to go and, you know, places we want to visit. You know, it's really, you know, we just think of these people. We think of the opportunities that we're going to have to have beers together, to have, you know, shared experiences. You know, we're really looking forward to getting back up to, you know, Hudson Valley, you know, and seeing some, you know, familiar faces, some new friends, and just, you know, different things of that nature that we've really been, you know, blessed with. You know, I can't wait to get back to Philadelphia. We're talking about doing stuff with Philly Beer Week, you know, getting out to Chicago and, you know, later in the year, new job is going great. Thanks for asking. And just really, um, episodes like this really help us to celebrate the beer community, celebrate the wonderful, unique people that make it up. And what Eli is doing, you know, is she's first super humble, easy, easy going. She was concerned about how she would be on the interview and she just crushed it. And it was just, uh, it was just a lot of, you know, a lot of fun. So I really think that you'll enjoy this. We get some perspective on some of the behind the scenes stuff with how some of the shots are put together. And um, it's just, uh, it's a joy. So Eli Tracks, E-L-I-T-R-A-K-S. And throw a little, that's for her Instagram. And then you can go to the dot com, Eli, E-L-I-T-R-A-K-S dot com. Turning Point Beer, turningpointbeer.com. Again, my name is AJ. This is the 16-ounce canvas, 16OZCanvas16OZCanvas.com. Hashtag pound sign tic-tac-toe 16OZ Canvas is the place, is the hashtag. Use it, lose it, get on it, let's do it. Episode 145, not a prime number, right here on the 16-ounce canvas, the art of craft beer podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Very excited to have us today checking in from right outside of Dallas, Texas, Eli Trax. Uh, Eli is uh, a renowned photographer. She's been taking amazing uh, photographs and craft beer as well as other avenues. And she actually does some work also with Turning Point Beer, Turning Point Brewery, excuse me. So uh, really excited to have Eli be a part of the, the podcast today. You can follow along with her adventures and, and uh, really amazing uh, photographs, Eli Tracks, E-L-I-T-R-A-K-S. And then also just slap a little dot .com there on the end, and you can see her massive portfolio of work. So thanks so much for joining us today, Eli. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks. Yep. And you were, you, you, I, I fucked up already earlier and uh, said, Ellie, so how many times do you get that uh, you know, battle? Because my, my full name, I don't share it because it's just – People would, would, would butcher it, but it's not AJ. So I, I, I understand the, uh, the unique name conundrum. I got Ellie enough that I uh, respond to it just as easily as Eli. Um, but then like halfway through the conversation, I'm like, oh, crap, I, sh- I should cook them. Um, but it's actually my, my full name is Elizabeth. And uh, my mom hated the nickname Liz when I was little. So she made me promise that I would never go by Liz. Um, so when I was younger, I went by Lizzie, and then when I got to like my angsty teenage years, um, I I ended up shorting it to Eli, and yeah. then that nickname kind of stuck around and has been my a beer nickname kind of, and with some old friends you could ask. And then when I started working in corporate America and signing my emails, Eli, like I would always get Ellie, or I'd get to a meeting and it, with someone that I had never met before. Right. And they'd be like, oh, I thought you were a guy. And I'm like, no, no, it's just me. So I ended up uh, 
people call me Liz almost now. It's either a certain time from my childhood or like people I worked with in corporate America. But ah. yeah, so there's, and then there's Lily, and then I still respond to that, but I, I primarily go with Eli now. Yeah, you don't tell your mom. That I respond to yeah, you don't, yeah, you, don't, you just don't tell your mom that they call you Liz, right? She's just like, oh. <laughs> no, she's, she's, she's fine with it. She's gotten over it, whatever her hang up was. She, at least Elizabeth's such a beautiful name. She was so sad. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's, it's like six letters too long. Oh, like, yeah. Too I'll, long. I'll tell you mine later. Mine, mine makes yours look like, okay. yeah, yeah, like mine is like a Wheel of Fortune hangman nightmare. Yeah. It's like, I always, <laughs> I always do that with like, I mean, people like that's, I, I got to figure a way to work it into my like sales deck is like a hang, game of hangman because it's always like Ajax or Andrew Johnson. I'm like, yeah, man, my name's Andrew, Andrew Johnson. Like, just the, the amount of guesses <laughs> people come up with is, is amazing. So, yeah, I, uh, I totally appreciate that. So, so I'm a I've been a huge fan of your your uh, photography oh, for you. for a long time. I think not only is it interesting, you know, it's you know the unfortunately it's like there's so many people taking pictures of their beer now. So not only do you do that, but it's just creative. The the moments you capture, kind of you find a way to make them exciting and actionable with an inanimate object, and it's always just uh, it's always just kind of fun to see where where things go with it. And I think that that's what I think why people have really responded to it because. The splashes, especially how you capture those. I mean, I would, I would love to. I would love to figure that out. But it's just, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's I, been it's been I, awesome. I joke. I joke. I throw way too much shit on my Um and I probably waste. Uh, people would be appalled at how much beer I've wasted trying to do those. But uh, it's fun. It's it's you know just trying to tell a story with the uh, beer. I think that's the best part, uh, or what I strive for at least. Um, I mean, there's there's tons of great photographers out there, and some that I I mean I admire the crap out, of, but it's a different style than mine. Um, I think it's just from doing product photography for so long, I have this studio mentality that maybe sometimes I get stuck behind, but um, but it's trying to trying to bring a little life to those studio shots is is kind of what what really drives me, and I think my style, uh, especially lately. So yeah, I it. yeah, and it's really cool because I think it is your own style, and like I said, it's uh. Just because people, I mean, I think I'm a, I have way too many pictures on my phone. I, you know, there's, I think that, okay, I put something in portrait mode, all of a sudden I'm a photographer. Like, it's just kind of ridiculous. <laughs> and I think that makes it. Oh, it, portrait mode. Yeah, <laughs> portrait mode is the worst, actually. Like, yeah. No, actually, you know, it's but not. Disappearing it's disappearing glassware. You're right. I mean, it's, there's there's it's, times it's, you could do it right, but then you'll see, like, I'll, I'll see, like, a shot where half of the glasses like disappeared into the background and I'm just like, cr- like cringing, like physically. Well, that just, that, that drives me crazy because I think it's really cool and allows you to like, especially if you're taking an actual portrait, but to me, it's just lazy. Like if you can take 17,000 photos, like I, I, I have my old Pentec and I don't know what these photos are on or that. I found a couple old rolls of film that I'm like excited to get, but I have no idea what's on there. And it was only like 24 oh, yeah. or 32 photos and that was it where I can take 3,200 photos by holding my phone down and capturing like the whole day. So not only is it, it's a great mode, but if you're so lazy, you can't look at the photo before you post it. <laughs> like the, it's not moving. The thing's not moving. It's not like, oh, yeah. it's not like you're capturing like a sprinter coming across the finish line. You have to capture the second. It's like, it's, that's what drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. It's just the laziness of it. It's like, come on. Like you got like three quarters of a cool photo. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're almost there. <laughs> right, exactly. It almost worked. <laughs> so, so yeah. this is this is the part where you have to talk about yourself, and so I don't know how. Um, and so, 
have you always been drawn to photography? Kind of what's like your creative, you know, what's the, you know, Eli story? How did you really find your calling oh, yeah. and your creative, your kind of your creative juices? Yeah, no, I, um, my high school actually, I think we were the first year of it too, my, my junior in high school that, um, they started a photo class. Um, and it was all film and, you know, developing your own, um, you know, from, from shooting film and doing the whole, whole thing. So it was a different beast. I may have just aged myself, um, by that comment, but, <laughs> but so I started with film and was super drawn to it. And then, um, when I went to college, uh, I actually started as a business major and then like, I think it was like a week or two and was just like, no, I don't want to do that. So um, I'm sure my parents were super pleased when I told them that I was going to change to uh, photojournalism and anthropology. And then I was going to triple major in business. And then I think I, I'd never got enough credits in business. So I have a minor in business. And that was to like appease yeah. So my mom didn't cry. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I had, I had dreams of, of, um, of like working for national geographic and traveling the world and documenting cultures that, you know, no one's ever seen. So I was much more in the photojournalism realm pretty much through college. And, um, even after college, uh, I did an internship with a local paper which I loved. Um, and then after college, I did some freelance for them and I started working for a pretty high end wedding photographer, which I hated. Um, and I did that for two years. Uh, and I kind of just fell into product photography. Um, and man, it was, it was crazy because I had almost no experience in the studio or with lighting. I was so of that mindset of like put a long lens on and be a fly on the wall and, and, get pictures of things happening without intruding on the scene and just kind of being at the right place at the right time and understanding how natural light worked. And then all of a sudden getting a tip from a friend who had applied for a job um, for a computer company called, I don't know if you know them, um, Alienware. So it's a high-end PC gaming yeah. manufacturer. Um, and, uh, and, She's like, I'm living in Argentina. You should go apply. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I like crash course studio photography. <laughs> Went in there just kind of, I'm shocked I got the job. But I think because of my lack of experience with that, um, they were having a lot of kind of stodgy older guys come in that have been doing product photography for years. And they, it looked pretty, you know, catalogy. And then I came in and my lack of experience maybe worked to my benefit because I came in doing like crazy angles and like crazy mm -hmm. lights and like really like uh, you know ominous lighting and if you know the brand um it actually like worked for them yeah, and I, I worked for them for years um kind of pushing that aesthetic of of I mean just weird lighting and and moody and glowing things and uh and since since then I've for the past 13 years, I've been doing product photography pretty much up until the past few months where now I've just been doing beer photography full time. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah. Alien, yeah. Alienware did well for themselves. They eventually got bought, by, I think, by, was it Dell, right? Yep. Yep. That was during when I was there. Yeah. Um, actually, shortly, shortly before I left. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was, uh, 
Yeah, I had a I had a World of Warcraft phase, and so you thought like, oh, I just play this on my, <laughs> play this on like my normal computer, and then I don't think I had an Alienware specifically, but I definitely had something that was was just like ridiculous, like the amount of like yeah. geek like you know video card and this that and the other. Yeah, it was. Uh, Oh yeah, they totally specked out. Yeah, like, it was so dirty. It was so great. It was so fucking fun. <laughs> but like, it would be like four o'clock in the morning. I was like, "Wow, I'm a I'm a super wizard now." Like, all right, this doesn't <laughs> yeah. really help me anywhere in reality. But like, hey, that's cool. Like, yeah, it was it was great too because coming from like a photography background, and and at that point, this was years ago. Um, Mac was still very like, I felt like if you were doing anything creative, you, you wanted a Mac. So mm-hmm. I was like, I remember trying to like argue with my boss and like him agreeing like, oh, we should get Macs. And like, it went pretty high up the chain. They're like, we're a PC company building like the best machines in the business. And you want to use a Mac in the office? No. Yeah. Like, All right. Have okay. a Mac and we'll put like a, yeah, like a skin on it. So it looks like it's a yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I always found that. Put some neon lights on the inside and and call you. Yeah, that was another thing. You would try to make your like computer have like, like cool Mm -hmm. fans and like weird lights Mm -hmm. that like weren't completely had no reason yeah for it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's that's been and after. I mean, it's it's all been mostly product photography. A little phrase into freelance here and there, um, but mostly mostly product photography since. Since that interview that I somehow landed the job for, so I do love that you're a wedding photographer. We always we always draw on people's worst jobs, and it's like you know, just you oh, have to, you have to have some really bad jobs. It's like one of our common themes that comes up way more than we ever realized when we started this, and it's just so great because I always say like your shitty job is like one of your best jobs because you just know like what you want to never happen again, and so yeah, or, or just how you yeah. No, I said yeah. <laughs> I said after that, I was like, if if photographer photography is going to be like if the only way I can make money in photography is doing weddings I'm changing careers I was I was done (laughs) yeah I I hated it yeah so when you go to weddings now you're probably just like hey could hey I feel for you here yeah Yeah, it's just like thank god welcome home I've been doing my best to hold down the fort but it just wasn't the same without you Uh, okay that was weird Uh, I have a google home in my yeah I have a google home in my (laughs) in my studio and just started to talk that was fucking really weird that's creepy yeah <laughs> well now that's that's probably one of the weirder things that ever happened to me during interviews so that's good uh, yeah so yeah i was like trying to figure out where it came from i was like oh great great yes they all right their machines have been watching me so it's like you haven't been here in a while but <laughs> but but yeah we come back to all the time people these jobs that they just like turning points that they hated you know folks who were like working at a car dealership who were like architects which sounds like a pretty good job but like corporate and just all these working for like huge agencies and yeah it's i I don't know i think it's really important i think it's great oh yeah 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 and i mean i think you know it's not to say every wedding was the worst right and then then everybody does this you know they go back and go well it wasn't that like just in case like somebody they're still connected with like listens and like doesn't (laughs) feels like they're like shitting on their whole like experience no it's like yeah yeah yeah. but there's there's always it's almost inevitable that there's one whether it's not a bride villa it could be the groom it could be the mom it could be the sister there was always one person that was and i mean you're dealing with these people on like apparent you know the the most important day of their life so emotions are you know high and then also too i was working um the photographer i was working with um she was still shooting 
um, medium format film. Um, So I was kind of her second shooter and I was into digital. This was kind of on the cusp of like when digital was, was getting bigger. So I think she realized, you know, so the weddings we shot, I mean, there were some weddings. One of the weddings I photographed, they spent, I think, 350000 on the flowers alone. And I'm like, that's more than I spent on my house. <laughs> you know? Oh, my gosh. So you have these, you know, people with, with lots of money and expect the best. And, you know, God forbid you take a wrong step in the wrong direction. And then also because I was kind of the digital person, I would... um I was also helping with uh, designing their wedding albums and photoshopping like the craziest requests. Like my mom and dad weren't in this picture of me and my husband walking down the aisle. Can you Photoshop them into the the picture? And that was actually where I kind of really started. I already knew Photoshop pretty well, but like that was when I started doing kind of crazy things (laughs) because they were like, Oh, well my, my grandma died before the wedding, but we want her to be there. Can you Photoshop my grandma from this photo (laughs) into this picture? And I'm like, Oh my God, this is insane. Okay. So it was also dealing with the brides on their wedding, but then also handling (laughs) some album design and retouching. And then these crazy ass requests, for things that you're just like, this is not going to look good, but you obviously want it. So we're going to try. Um, and I, it just, it was like such a burnout. It was a very fast. (laughs) Yeah. I'm burnt out. Just thinking about now this is going to be totally insensitive. And, but would, did you make the grandmother like in like ghost form or is like, she was naturally there? No, no. Actually that one looked a lot better than, um, the one where I, I photoshopped her mom and dad like on the side of the aisle as they were. I'm like, this is not going to work. The angles don't match up. But she she wanted it and she seemed happy with it. But I mean, it made me cringe. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's like kind of the foundation. Like that's the period of time when like the memes and just like photoshopping people's heads into stuff, you know, started to happen, which is which is is great. Oh, my gosh. And the, yeah, and so yeah, and it makes you, it does make you appreciate like the fact now with digital because you see a lot of times at, at weddings and events that they can that the photographer can take some chances and just try some you know qu- crazy shit and just look at it and mm-hmm. go that ah, doesn't work or the lighting's off here let's try something else but to be doing a wedding and just how crazy people get and doing an analog mm-hmm. that makes me cringe. Oh yeah, I mean it's amazing. Yeah. I, I appreciate. We tell the story how I was a quote unquote photography teacher for a summer at, at a camp and but. It wasn't really real. I mean, I, I we had Pentax and they paid for us to they paid for all the film and would get it uh, done for us every you know would uh, get the prints made. But we didn't have to like go in the studio and do like the, the you know with the red you know light and all that stuff. But yeah, it makes me appreciate oh, yeah, no. it. But oh, for a wedding, some people get crazy and so miss a moment mm-hmm. because it doesn't. Oh man. Oh God forbid, yeah. God forbid you miss something. You know that like the grandma hugging the. This is actually a true story. The I missed a moment of like the grandma, I think who ended up like falling ill, which is super sad. But I guess there was a moment where the flower girl like came over and they were, they had this beautiful thing and I missed that shot. And then I had to deal with the bride um, doing her album and like picking her photos. And it was like, she just could not let it drop. And she was like in tears. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like I was probably on the other side of the room trying to get some other thing, not even seeing it. It's, it's you know, it's, it's, uh, you can only be uh, <laughs> right. But one of the other crazier stories that it reminds me of is, um, uh, the newspaper I worked for was the Sun Sentinel down in Fort Lauderdale. And I shot a, my first like 
sports game was uh, a Miami Heat game, and I never shot um, that kind of. I mean, I shot like kids soccer games, but not like mm-hmm. fast basketball. And so you basically they put you Indian style under the basket on the line, and it's it's so fast that you don't even change your lenses. You just have two cameras, so you have one camera with the short lens, one with the long lens, so you could get the action on the opposite side of the court, and then the action up close with your short lens. And there was like a scuffle. It was my first game. It's like me and a bunch of old dudes had been doing this for years. I'm like 20 years old at the time. And the guy behind me was shooting video for, I forget what station. So nice. And he's chatting. And I said, it was my first game. And, you know, we were super nice. The game starts. There's a scuffle on the opposite side of the court and my long lens on, I'm not paying attention that there's a breakaway. I'm still shooting with my long lens. Um, the scuffle that's happening opposite did not realize there was three ginormous basketball players heading to crash right where I'm sitting. <laughs> um, and he, he grabbed me, the guy, the video guy I'd been chatting with, basically around the neck by the, the scruff of my collar, jerked me back <laughs> like I went flying, had the wind knocked out of me. And right where I was sitting Indian style on the court those three dudes had crashed into that spot. Like I would have broke my face open with the the camera to my, you know, not paying attention. So it's like, sometimes you're in the, ca- the camera to your face, you're, you're seeing what's happening over there, mm-hmm. but you're, you're missing, you know, it's, it's, it's like having blinders on. You know? Yeah. And I was, I bet we could find that game. I mean, cause you figure, right. It's gotta be mm-hmm. now with everything being so, uh, you know, available, you probably could go in the archives and, and find that game. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I actually think I, I one of the shots I took. I think I have a clip out of of it. So if it's dated and stuff, I, I probably could easily figure it out. I'm curious if I could find me getting like yeah thought, whiplash right. Back. Like thanks, old dude. Like at first you're like what the yeah. fuck, and then you're like oh you he saved my horrible, life. But I'm like yeah, no, I'm like you like saved my life. I definitely would have had broken bones. Those guys are huge. Oh my gosh, yeah, your first and last <laughs> NBA game. You're like all right, thanks. I'm <laughs> yeah. out. No, I did a few more after that, but I was much more uh, careful in making sure that I was peeking out whenever I had the, <laughs> was shooting with a long lens on. So. Now, thinking about your gear, what, like, what do you? I'm not going to fully know what you're saying here, but what do you like? What are you shooting with? What are your kind of? What are the tools that you're of the trade that you're using? Like, what kind of, what kind of cameras and lenses are you working with? Um. You know, I've probably used Canon for most of the time. I mean, I use Nikon actually at the newspaper. I used, uh, when I worked for Alienware, it was great. Uh, we got Hasselblad. So those are like the big expensive medium format. Uh, so back in that day when most cameras were like eight megapixel, <laughs> I got like a 50 megapixel camera. It was awesome. Um, I would kill for that camera now, <laughs> but, uh, now, <laughs> now, um, and we kind of needed it. So like, that's the thing. I think to a certain extent, it's not so much the gear I've got photo friends that are totally like you know bragging about what equipment they use and this i'm like i could easily pick up my 10 year old canon and be fine with shooting with it you know i mean with alienware it was a different story we did a lot of print ads for magazines and like huge banners for conventions so you kind of needed the the megapixels to you know be able to print that large but like if you're not printing larger than an eight and a half by 11 you know you re- you really don't need super high end cameras. Um, I think lenses 
shorter, you know, like sharper lenses or where I, if, you know, where I try and put my money towards macro lenses, especially for product photography and beer. Um, I got a, I'm using a Panasonic GH5 now, which I got cause I was hoping to get more into video. And I like some of my photo nerd friends are like cringing. I'm like, it's a good camera. And it's the video capability I think is way better than what Canon's doing for a camera in the same or even more expensive price range. And I bring it so much with me to the brewery now, just in the off chance something's going on and I actually want to get video footage. I'd rather have that. Maybe the photos, still photos are slightly less, but it's, it's a minute difference. Um, so I'm far less. I'm, I'm almost happy to pick up any camera as long as you know how to use it. And like so much of photography is actually just shaping light. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. technology is great. I mean, when I started, my first four years of photo were all like film. And it's like having that understanding and those fundamentals of like, you really needed to know what the hell you were doing back then. And I've watched the the technological advances in digital photography and been on one hand, really excited. On the other hand, everyone's a photographer now. You yeah. could go, my sister, you know, her newest camera where she used to ask for like advice and I'd give her lessons. Her newest one, she could put it on auto and she's fine. Like, and the shots are amazing. Like, look at the iPhone now. Like, for the most part, you could use your iPhone and get a great shot and the technology does all the guesswork for you, you know? So it's, it's a blessing and a curse because if you're trying to make a living doing photography and everyone can take infinitely better photos than what they were doing. It's just level the playing field so much more. Um, So it's it's an interesting, (laughs) it's interesting time. (laughs) Oh, you want that much? I can just take this. I can just, I can get my son to take it with his camera. He's got one of those nice cameras. They're really great. It's like, Oh, come on, dude. Like, stop. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. So I'm, I'm less about the gear. I mean, I feel like everything out now, if you know how to use it and you understand how to shape light, um, like whether, and by shape light, I mean, either like finding, there's some amazing beer photographers that can just walk into a cool brewery and like find that little nook or find that like light streaming from the window in just the right way or shape light in the sense of like, they brought white cards and diffusion with them or they brought strobes and lights, you know? So it's, I think it's far more about what really makes those standout photographs and photographers are like really more so about shaping the light than what actual camera gear they're using. Yeah. I think it'd be interesting to see. Yeah. I think it'd be interesting to see and not to throw shade, but like how many folks can actually, like the settings on the camera, like what they actually mean and they're supposed to do versus, you know, the audio and just kind of like hold the button down and like take one out of like, you know, a hundred rapid photos and be like, that's the one. It's not because you really, (laughs) if you really sit around a photographer, you realize that like they don't take as many photos as you sometimes as you think, or at least of that scene, Mm -hmm. then they might take, you know, they might take hundreds over the day, but they're not, they're, Mm -hmm. they're not taking a dozen or two dozen of the same thing it's a couple at most you know like one or two tweaks and that's it and they move on and, and oh yeah I, so th- i think that's a that i think that's another misconception i yeah that'd be interesting so if you claim to be a photographer shoot us a message and let us know what all the settings on the phone i mean on your camera mean uh, <laughs> the camera, yeah, yeah. 
what's what's yeah, ISO like, and what's the yeah yeah just like the light wipe yeah all that stuff is uh like I said I had a crash course one summer and it was like I just did it because they paid me I think a dollar fifty more an hour that was like it it's like you want to yeah, be the yeah. photography teacher I was like I have really have no experience like it pays a dollar fifty more and I was like yeah we're done I'm like cool and like Sold. here's your ten Pentax and unlimited black and white film and I was like all right I'm good that was good. Oh, I would have done it for the film alone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was like, all right. I think I. Yeah. That was the best. That was, that was one of the better summers ever of like high school, like college. Yeah, it was great. I was. I, I'm not gonna. Yeah. People were like, wow, you're tough photography. I was like, no. I was. A, I was like, I was a warm body that had cameras and was in charge of children for 45 minute periods throughout the day. I was like, that's about it. I'm like. Yeah, a lot of, a lot and of shit. And babysitter with this film. Yes, <laughs> yeah. the parents would drop them off. We had my my yeah my dangling object was uh, was was a camera and film, and they weren't mine. So I was the level of concern about being broken was was pretty uh, was pretty slim to none. I was just some days yeah. some days were just like, hey, I'm pretty hungover and I'm just trying to get through this day here, and <laughs> I don't have to, I, I'm, my station's not outside in the sun for most of it, you know. Yeah. yeah exactly. Excellent. Oh, college. Yeah, right. Oh, it was great. It was it was the best low paying job I ever had. Like we didn't really get paid much, but it was all young young kids and majority of the time somebody's parents were away. So it was like that was the party mm-hmm. house for the week and then everyone would just stay over and be and then we'd hope it would rain the next day so that they'd show movies to the camp and we could just all kind of like just kind of coast through the day, you know. Yeah, no, that sounds rad. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah, right. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. So that was that was my, uh, I remember like the last summer I worked at and like my parents were like, you probably should get like an internship and like a real job just so you can have it on your resume. And I was, it was such a sad summer, like going like a, sh- like a shirt and tie to like an office. It was like, it was cool, but it was not, it was not uh camp core cool. Well. But, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Now, now again, folks, if you want to follow along with uh, Eli's, uh, Unique photogra- photography, Eli Tracks, E-L-I Tracks, T-R-A-K-S, and you can go to elitracks.com. Now, we see, we see the end product. Each photo is really unique and different. What's the typical, you know, what's, how much time are you putting into those? You know, what's the, what's the life cycle oh, like that <laughs> that you want to share with uh, us, that you want to share with us? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, so for a while it was actually um, kind of, production time um tracking how long it was taking me to do stuff um and this was i haven't done it in a while um partially because i was like oh my god i'm spending so much time (laughs) like shooting beer photos for fun um but uh i'd say on average at least two years ago three years ago when i was when i was doing it um when i was tracking it it was it was probably around two hours on average um from actual like getting out my gear because I was also living in a tiny little place so I didn't have a dedicated setup so it was like pulling out all my lights and pulling out all my modifiers and this and that whatever things and then all the way through to photoshopping whatever needed to be photoshopped and then result and that's not even like including like sometimes you know just trying to think of a really fun idea because I try and make you know I love I love the the can art I love the names like I always try and find some inspiration and to try and tell a story with that so sometimes it's crazy crazy big productions I mean there's been some shots that I probably spent a Saturday on you know (laughs) and it was either making you know 
a box or having wood chips fly and you, you know, or actually breaking something or knives through cans or this, you know, so, and having to do multiple shoots because the first time the label had turned or this, you know, so, so there's, there's definitely been a few of the shots um, that I've done that's been five, six hours uh, or more. Um, or like ice cream always is really challenging. And then I don't know, there's, or baking things for shots. I mean, cause pretty much anything that you see there in some way, I, I did it like from start to finish. So if there's a baked good in there, like cinnamon rolls, like I, I bake that. So it's like, that's production time too. If you, if you really want to think, you know, in terms of the total time, um, so yeah, it's it's often a fair amount of work and time dedicated to each one. <laughs> um, I'm not so much that type of photographer, like I was saying before, that will just find a nicely lit natural light corner and put it down. And even some of the shots where people, I think, thought that I did that. No, I still use lights. <laughs> like I still use strobes. I still had a whole set with diffusion and thing. You know, so mm-hmm. um, all of my shots are fairly produced. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they're they're all fairly time intensive. <laughs> and we are back. Told you folks, this is a good one. This is one of our longer episodes. Eli has the gift of gab and I don't mean that I don't know, like you say that it sounds like you're being insulting or being sarcastic or, you know, whatever. Um, she's just a good storyteller. She's passionate about what she does. She's had some great experiences. She's really been doing some cool stuff. You know, alien computers, you know, they're, they're these gaming computers that, were, you know, definitely, I don't know. I'm, I'm nerdy. I'm geeky. I love that stuff. You know, I started my career in IT, you know, did web web design and freelance you know for a while and you know think geek was like i said uh during the interview it was definitely it was always a stocking stuffer type thing you know these just like weird unique things you get um you know and uh so it's just cool her story is, is is really great you know we're big fans of her work we really admire what she's doing eli tracks e-l-i-t-r-a-k-s dot com eli tracks on instagram turning point beer dot com it but it's just a good story and it's just you know the humility for someone who's making some really unique work in a hyper competitive space you know just because you have a phone um doesn't mean that you're a photographer it's not you know it's not nothing personal it's just you know it it makes it difficult for for folks like eli to rise to the top and you know she's done that and she's she's known across the industry and she's made a you know a niche for herself, and as somebody who has a niche podcast, the sixteen ounce canvas, the art of craft beer, go give us a rating and review wherever it is that you're digesting this. But she's really uh, she's really doing something unique, and you know, kind of uh, it's kind of uh, taking all the skills and process and you know legacy of her career to to do something you know again that she really loves, and she's. She's fucking awesome at it. So this is a great episode. We got a lot more for you. So don't don't go anywhere. We probably got another uh, 
45 minutes to an hour left of this one. So episode 145, we're just going to get right back into it. 16-ounce canvas, Eli Tracks, elitracks.com, Turning Point Beer, 16OZ Canvas, 16OZCanvas.com. We are the Art of Craft Beer Podcast, often imitated, never replicated. They say imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. So we should be flattered a lot then, apparently. So let's get back into it. Eli Tracks, episode 145. Not a prime number, but it's, you know, it's, let's see. What's, what can be divided by five? You get five goes in there 29 times. So I don't think there's a lot of options, actually. I think it's pretty limited. Um, I think it's five and, 20, five and 29, and that's it. And then one, and then self, right? So anyway. I don't think there's any more prime numbers for a while because 146, 147, you know, any even numbers obviously aren't. 149, 149's got potential, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. We will be announcing season 14 in the uh, next couple weeks and some other cool stuff, so don't go anywhere. You're here. We appreciate it. We thank you. We are grateful. We are humbled, and we are the 16-ounce canvas, the art of craft beer podcast. Now, how did you kind of, what was the kind of beginning or the, like your epiphany that, you, I mean, obviously your career, you know, you, you're working in product photography, but you know, early on, mm-hmm. I think you did a lot of work, you know, a lot of uh, Aslan, you know, beer company photos. And what was, mm-hmm. what kind of, what mm-hmm. was that? Like, what made you think that? Was it just more like, hey, as a way to hone your craft, you were trying to come up with some new ideas and you thought it'd be, you were, were you already a craft beer connoisseur? What was the, what was kind no, of? No, yeah. I w- <laughs> I was totally, totally into craft beer before I started shooting beer. Um, And so in doing product photography for, you know, pretty much my entire adult life, um, I was realizing that I wasn't, I didn't realize this till after the fact, but let me backtrack. Hugely into craft beer. My Instagram, if you scroll all the way back, there's actually like personal photos. Like, yeah, I found, you I found them. Really deep. Yeah, you, you <laughs> was like some cactus and some, some stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like vacate. It was like I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm such a bad photographer. Like I don't even take photos of my real. I'm not that type of photographer. So it's like, um, I think, and it's when you're shooting for work, it's like you start to step away from doing the thing you love as a hobby, you know. So, but I was following like these really great getting into the craft beer scene and and starting to get pretty heavily into it. I realized I was following a bunch of people on Instagram taking beer photos and some were super talented and um, I still follow and would like, you know, totally fangirl out in meeting them, you know, (laughs) like, cause I've been following them for years. Um, And then some people that I was just like, why am I even following this? They're taking crappy photos of beer but like, I don't know, just being into the beer scene and like they were drinking good beer. So maybe their photos weren't good, but there was still something appealing enough. And then if they had a really cool, I remember a few times I'm like, oh man, like looking at the canner and being like, it'd be really neat if you did this with that shot, you know? And so that was kind of like the original, like all of a sudden I was like, you know, if I get a cool can of something like, you know, like maybe I'll do that. So it, at first it was a fairly slow, you know, like occasionally in my free time, (laughs) 
I found really cool can art and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to try and shoot this in a neat way. Um, and then it just kind of cycled, like, you know, cycled or circled out of control from there to the point where it was like, I was doing product photos for, um, I was working for think geek at the time, which I don't know if you know of them. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it was, uh, really for those who don't, um, think geek is, uh, basically produced products um first party and then sold third party products for like all the geeky licenses so like any week i'd be shooting like a r2d2 teapot or like <laughs> yeah you know they're like, like my classic go-to like christmas like Who. yeah my ac- they're yeah. always my accent like christmas gifts i always get like I think yeah. I have a, yeah, I think there's like the ones like a bottle opener shark or something. Yeah, we have a bunch of them around the house. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 the bottle opener shark. Yep, 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 yep. So, um, or just like ridiculous meme like meme products and yeah. and Harry Potter. Like it, it it was it was a uh, a really fun company to work for, and and we had a lot of. They um, got bought out too. Stuff. They got bought out by GameStop. Yeah. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the curse. So, Wherever you so, go, they get bought out. Now, yeah, it's like, what's going on, Ellie? Hang oh, yeah, on, no, two, two, two companies. Uh, yeah, right? I, I don't have good luck with <laughs> choosing who, who I want to work for. Uh, but, but, yeah, um, that monkey is but, iconic. So I was working for ThinkGeek, and I was shooting these fun, fun product photos all day, and then I'd come home, and I'd now I'm, like, trading for beer, and I made beer friends from going to fest, and they'd send me some, and I'd send some back, and, and all of a sudden, I'm getting this, like, access to these really awesome labels and beer names, and I'm finding myself, after shooting all day long in the studio at work, you know, spending three, four hours a night doing a shot or two. Um, so if you go back a few years ago, it was like, I was almost posting every day. It was, yeah. and I like to joke, like that was like the year and a half of a warm beer. Cause like I often uh, only had one can. So, so think about the setup time and doing the shot and then shooting it with the can in the shot. And then actually using the can that had been sitting out for the shot to pour into the glass, to shoot the beer in the glass for the shot. And then by the time I was actually done with the shot, it was like an hour later and I'm drinking this, you know, warm beer that I'm like, I don't, this is probably good when it was cold. <laughs> yeah. So, oh. um, <laughs> warm beer and, and always like weird things thrown into the glass. So. <laughs> yeah. You'd think, you'd think I didn't like beer, but I, I do. I do a lot. Yeah. Now you probably get at least a couple of them. So at least that, like, can I, can you see, yeah, it's like send me the photo ones and the drinking ones. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Now, <laughs> yes, it I, was. Uh, it was basically just just really being into the beer scene and realizing like, oh, this is really you know this this could be fun if I did this this photo with it, and I'm doing this for my full time career, and it was great. It was like a good way. It was the first time I actually, after I started doing it, I started realizing like, wow, I actually haven't really shot anything for myself in years. So beer was kind of the first thing that I was shooting for myself again, just as a way to have fun. And be creative. And then also, too, I think I do a lot more experimentation with my beer photos. It's kind of just like a opportunity to kind of just go crazy and be like, oh, would this weird light painting technique work? Or would this, you know, um, it's, it was a lot of what ifs. And they didn't always work. I have lots of failed, <laughs> failed attempts. But um, but sometimes they do work. And it's, you know, it's it's just been a fun way to kind of find that creativity again when you're you're doing something full-time day in day out 
Berkeley, you know. Yeah. I, I love that because, right, you did it for the, it was like the purity of it. And now you said you're doing it full time to really mm-hmm. aid it, just try new things and, you know, kind of dip your toe in. And if it didn't work, you were, you know, you're an established, you know, product photographer mm-hmm. and you've had experience. But to, to think that you weren't shooting stuff, you know, you would, you worked with, uh, you know, a camera every day probably for years. And then to think that you weren't really oh, yeah. doing it for yourself and then to really kind of, in a way, reinvent yourself, you know, is really, that's a, that's a good story. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's been, it's been great. I mean, I think, uh, especially too, with the kind of how I've fallen into doing beer, you know, working in the, the, for a brewery in the beer world full time too it's it's kind of been my saving grace down here so I'm, I'm super appreciative of you know the community and and just the support of everyone the guys at turning point um it was you know i mean a, a, cra- a pretty crappy situation of uh so in working for think geek and getting bought out by gamestop um after moving down to the area being relocated down to the uh. area from virginia um to Dallas and GameStop space down here, uh, new leadership and they changed direction. So basically everyone got let go. So after moving down here in January, um, pretty much everyone was let go for like four and a half months later. So, I mean, to, to end up actually doing photography in the beer world is, is pretty awesome considering you know yeah i think it's yeah especially uh yeah that's a good it's a good uh positive to, to come of that you know you kind of i don't know i like to think that all roads lead to you know the the journeys mm-hmm. we have and the, as we said the the not so great journeys so were you were you in the virginia area before just from the kind of the beers and stuff that you were yeah yeah oh yeah yeah i was um actually um so pretty similar to what happened with Turning Point was what happened with Aslan, which is where, you know, I was just a huge fan at first, you know, and going going into the brewery, buying lots of beer on my own, and then being like, oh, this would, you know, this would be a fun, like, I've got a great idea for this photo and just kind of doing it for my own sake. Um, and that was kind of how the relationship started with Aslan and, and for Turning Point. So, um and it's it's awesome too because it's I felt like the beer I was pretty sad to leave Virginia. <laughs> um, not that I'd spend too much time in Texas, um, but uh, I feel like and from hearing from friends locally are like, oh no no, like the beer scene in Texas is you know good luck finding a good IPA or good you know good good luck finding a good brewery outside of you know they the they would name like one or two. Um, so. I was pretty concerned moving down here that I was like, Oh my God, like I brought down. So when I was, um, before moving, I was, they they were basically flying me out Sunday or Monday. And then I was flying home back to Virginia on Thursday. So I was doing like the road warrior thing for a couple months. Mm -hmm. And I realized, um, I was like, I can, I have a American airlines where I can have a check bag for free. So I was just like, sh- like bringing every week I came down, I'd bring another suitcase of beer like, and just keep it, like, keep it down here at friends' houses. I had like my work, my work office draw filled with like cans of beer. I'm like, God forbid if they ever opened to like look for something in my desk, there would have been like probably like 16 cans of like Aslan Stouts. <laughs> like I'm just like hoarding beer um, because I was so worried that I wouldn't find good beer down here. And, you know, um, pretty much when I finally moved down here permanently and, and got a car and could 
go explore on my own and wasn't living in a hotel and next to the the office, um, I was like, okay, I found Turning Point and I was like, wow. And then, you know, Celestial and there's, there's some breweries doing really good things and it's exciting. It's an exciting time. I think like you could look at it in a negative way and be like, oh, you know, the beer scene's a little bit behind down here, but like, it's almost like glass half full, like we're on the cusp of something awesome, you know, like yeah. there's, there's, there, it's, it's a, I think it's a super exciting time and there's a few breweries that are really killing it down here. Um, and I was, I was right off the get go when I found turning point, I was like obsessed and in there quite often. Um, so now to, you know, end up working for them full time, it's, it's great. I mean, it's, it's, it would have been cool to end up at any brewery, but to end up at my favorite brewery locally, like it's, mm-hmm. it's a pretty exciting thing. So. Well, good. We'll have to, we'll, we'll set up a trade. We'll have to get some of that up here and give it a, sh- yeah, <laughs> check it out. Uh, yeah, I think, For I, sure. think, I think it's really exciting. I think that, right. Everyone is, you know, there's different parts of the country that are be, quote unquote behind or doing, but I think that's exciting. I think, you know, like just where everything has gone over the last, you know, six to ten years you know it's really it's been that like influence and people trying different things and collaborating together and you know it's definitely there's a lot of breweries now which is good and i think it's going to burst at some point but i i I still Mm -hmm. think good beer good beer is good beer no matter where you where you make it and the different temperatures and where people are working and all that stuff comes into play but i think that um yeah, I, I think it's great. I think that's exciting. I mean, um, a the fact you got a job at a brewery, full time in a brewery, and then you know that's one mm-hmm. the one that you'd already been geeked out about is, uh, you know, is, oh, yeah. is even better. So I think that's just a you know, you know, great story there. Now, folks can follow along and find out what they're up to. Go to Turning Point Beer on you know, on Instagram. Uh, they're right there in uh, in Texas also. So it's really really exciting. I don't they don't have their website listed on their social, which is kind of weird, but. Or, um, you can, you can, you can. Well, we we got you know what it was it, that was the decision we made because we would get um inundated with requests for what do you guys have available now so it actually just goes to what's updated on the right. like we keep the yeah so it's just otherwise there was literally every message like oh what what do you have on draft what do you have on cans You there's a website it's like link lnk.tree i think and you can like I, I i have to update mine but you can use it to have multiple links on your instagram it's a little trick hmm. oh i like it pro tip yeah pro, don't, yeah we were uh we, we got somebody who was like you don't you can't find any like it was it, these tips sometimes you get aren't always like coming from the best someone was like you need to do this. It's really tough to find your stuff. And I was like, oh, thanks. That whole Google machine must be broken again on your, on, you know, it's not really working so well for you apparently. But yeah, people were like, yeah. So sometimes, the pro, yeah, I hope that wasn't uh smug mug, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. Turning Point, much love to you guys. Um, so yeah, if you, and again, if you go to Turning Point Beer on Instagram, you can, you can really see how long have you, how long have you been working there? Like what, what's the story there? What was the okay, Eli's here every day, like, type thing. You know, how did you start? How, how did you start? <laughs> drinking all the beer. Yeah, right? Down. Like, she's not going anywhere. We might as well find a place for her here. Like, hey, you're here last Yeah, no. Again. So, I, um, like I was saying, I kind of found myself in a awkward situation of moving to a new state and then finding myself here without a job. And I bought a house in the area expecting this to be a good, you know, move for me professionally long-term and then, you know, things change. Um, so 
I was uh, I was applying. I kind of made the decision I didn't want to get rid of my house. I mean, just financially, it doesn't make sense to buy something and sell it four months later. <laughs> like I would have taken a, a big hit on on money in that situation. So I was like, I'll try and find something, stick it out here at least for a year or two. So it's not, you know, totally a huge uh, gut to my, my, you know, finances. Um, so I was applying for more corporate jobs locally and um, you know, this area, every, you know, I heard from a lot of people like, Oh, it's great for business. There's lots of businesses moving in. The cost of living's cheaper, but like from what I was seeing, it's, you know, not the, the cost of living difference wasn't making up for the, the pretty big difference in um, salary offerings. So, you know, being faced with that and uh, trying to figure out what I wanted to do and to really kind of get back to where I was, I would have to move. It was just a hard, so I kind of had been friends with them and they'd shared some of my photos and I'd shot some cans for them in the past. Um, and they knew I was looking for work, um, locally with, with corporations, but, you know, doing kind of what I've been doing. So they said, you know, I, I had, I was between two other job offers and they said, well, like, let's see if we could figure something out. And we just had a pretty informal conversation and found a way that, you know, didn't, I think everyone, all parties were, were like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> you know, um, So it's, it's, you know, it's like great in the sense that I don't, I'm doing something I love full time now. Um, and I don't have to move. <laughs> like I don't have to sell my house. I don't have to, uh, I could stay in the area. I could drink beer and you know, I could take photos of beer and that's what I do all day. And it's, it's not, it's not bad. <laughs> Like it's not, I'm not going to complain about work. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So you, you probably, when did you start there? What, like August, September last year, probably? Yeah, September. Yep. No, this, yep. This past year, September. So yeah. it's been what, like four months, five months, four and a half yeah. months, five months. Yeah. No, cause it's okay, like yeah. folks and I won't tell you which ones, but you go to Turning Point Beer and they already had, you know, good presence and what they were doing with their photos, but yeah, if you go through and you know you can see that Eli's, in my opinion, I was able to pick out when, in my, which I thought that was my initial hypothesis. So yeah, mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. So, and it's uh, you know, it's fun. They they, I kind like pretty much have creative control to do. Like I've got this crazy idea for this, and my coworkers are awesome. They're always up for, you know, being ridiculous, and we just have a lot of fun. Whether it's this week, it was. Uh, we brewed a Mexican lager called my mother's lucky machete, which is from like Nacho Libre. So we're like, let's slice open a can, you know, to like photoshopping one of our brewers with like baby legs for the, because of the Rick and Morty thing. Or, I mean, it's, they're, they have fun with it. And it's, it's, uh, there's no, there's no dumb ideas. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they might be dumb, but they, they still let me do them. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now, how does that work? We, we've talked, we, we talk to the label artists and stuff and we don't have time frames. Do you know what's coming down? Or do you get the labels first? Is it, and is it always the beer? Is it like, is that like, is it always this, the beer that's final in the photos? Like, are you, are you ahead of the curve trying to get photos out before the beer's done? What's, what's going on there? Um, so it's interesting actually 
now doing this for a brewery, especially for a local brewery, um, because like in the past, I'll just be like, oh, this is inspiring. Let me come up with this concept and do some crazy conceptual portrait. Whereas actually shooting for not just a brewery, but a local one where everything's very timely and event-based. So it's like, yes, you want to do cool photos, but at the same time, being as small as we are, understanding that like, you've got to convey what's happening now or you won't get the local people in. So it's it's much more um, post-need to be geared towards this is happening either like today or tomorrow, you know, which makes it a little bit more challenging. Um, so I typically know what's coming down the pipeline. I technically know names and what they are. Like a couple months out, the labels are usually done um, – about a month they try for a month in advance um and the printer like it's it's a challenge sometimes too because getting them they'll they'll print in bulk for like the whole month so typically in the the first week of the month i'm scrambling because those i don't even you know just getting them and getting them on can so some of the shots i won't have beer in because i knew next week's going to be a big week so it's just a can shot with the label on it and then if we have the beer and it's ready and it looks like it's going to look then I'll try and work that into the shot too. Um, so those are usually, if there's, if there's beer in the shot, it's usually I shot it that week, you know, um, unfortunately you can't beer is it ready when, when mm-hmm. can art is. You know? right. So, so that makes it a little bit more challenging. So those, I try and do more like a story. Cause if you don't have the beer in which I think most people want to know what the beer is going to look like, um, just having a can and it's like, what can we put into the shot to make it, more interesting, more engaging if we're not going to have the beer in the shot. Mm. Now, do you have a preference? This is a weird question, but like shooting the like stouts or darker beers versus like uh, lighter, like IPAs or Pilsners. Do you have a preference? Like just from an aesthetically standpoint? Um, I feel like stout splash and like overflow <laughs> better than, better than, um, other ones. So if I'm doing a splash shot, it's always kind of fun to do a stout. Um, IPAs are, I mean, IPAs are one of my favorite styles to drink, but, but they always feel a little bit flat to me, especially like New England IPAs. They, they just have that cloudy effect. Um, so I actually really like the lighter, like to photograph, you could do some really interesting things, especially if you know how to control your light with the like Pilsners or like more clear beers or like West coast IPAs, you could get those really nice, like that like edge light that kind of wraps around the glass. Um, uh, yeah, it depends. I might, I might say either really light or really dark. Um, okay. though I'll drink all the ones in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Drinking is a whole nother one. Right. But it seems, yeah, <laughs> that if you have a darker one, you, you know, yeah, I, yeah, the, the stouts seem to have an extra layer of, you know, especially if with a nice like head on it, have a nice level of like oh, unique, yeah. complexity to it. Now you are kind mm-hmm. of a, the splash master. What, what, what's, what goes into that? Like kind of give us like, we panned out from that photo, like the craziness that's going on to, to capture that, you know, the splash. Oh my gosh. Is it? Yeah. It's y- usually multiple, like multiple, mul- like I will, so I will set up my camera on a tripod make sure I'm like 100% locked down all the legs. So there's not going to be any bump. Cause I've done so many where like just the slightest bump it, you're like, Oh, well, I can't use any of the shots that I took before this. Um, 
So lock the camera down. Um, I have an app on my phone that I use to actually trigger my camera. So that way I don't even need to touch the camera at all to, to, you know, press the shutter button. It's all, I, you don't want anything to touch the camera. So I will get it set up. I'll get my scene set up. I'll shoot, like get my base shot, perfect the lighting however I want it with like an empty glass, a stand-in can. Then when I think I'm really good, then I'll put the actual can in so it's cold. I like to shoot my cans cold. Um, that condensation tends to, I don't know if you've seen in some beer cans, and I'm not always great with it. Half the times they warm up by the time I'm like ready, ready. But when there's like a jarring difference between a highlight and the shadow where it's almost like a line, um, that's usually because the can's warm and there's not that condensation almost makes it like wraps the light around it a little bit better. Um, so I, I try and shoot it more, more cold. So I'll put the can in right then and then I'll pour the beer into the glass, make sure I get a shot shots all the way up. <laughs> like just so I have options if like the splash, the line, whatever I'm dropping into it is moved. Cause sometimes like the heavier, the thing you're dropping. If it's like a Twix bar, it's going to displace more liquid. So the, the head of the foam could be lower. So I'll get a bunch of shots of me filling the glass on that first pour. And then basically just have that with splashing, <laughs> like dropping whatever I am into it. And then when I'm done, once I found a splash, then I'm like, yeah, it's perfect. I will basically start with the spot where I look at the photos where I, I had the can that I just put in like that final setup when I just put the can in and poured the beer, get a clean table. So there's not like liquid everywhere. Cause half the time it's like my fourth splash. <laughs> and at that point your table is covered with stout. <laughs> so it's like, you don't want, like I want a clean table. And so I will basically mask out masks are my favorite things in Photoshop mask out the clean table and then just basically select the splash that I want and overlay that on top. So, and then depending to where the splash, where it started, the, the item displaced the liquid. If it's not perfectly clean there, I might actually have to go back. And one of the shots when I was filling it to grab that line of the liquid too. So often the splash shots are like maybe 120 photos and I pulled out like the three best that all work together and then blended them. So okay. I had a clean table, a clean splash. It's, it's a process. So those shots tend to be the most, obviously the most uh, time consuming. Yeah. Now, do you have a preference? What's your best splash object to get the best splash? Like, what are you using? Like, is it the bottom of the cup? The bottom of the cup under the shot is just filled with whatever that is to get the splash. A few of them. Um. So if it's, if I'm, like I've done some shots where I've dropped like the Twix shot. Like I really dropped a Twix bar <laughs> into the, repeatedly into, um, into the stout. Um, Reese's cups. I've done that too. If I'm just trying to like capture an actual splash, I often will use, and you don't want it to be something hard. I've broken glasses <laughs> yeah. before. Oh. Um, so uh, I usually use, I have two things I like. I have um, one is one of those little rubber balls nice. and I've got two sizes of those. So they have just enough weight where it actually can displace the stuff, um, the liquid, 
but not, you know, not so heavy that it's going to crack the rim. It's also got that rubbery thing. And then I have, um, do you know the, <laughs> the cartoon, um, the little like Kirby character, the little pink guy yeah. that sucks up all the stuff from the game. <laughs> yeah, he's on, uh, little, yeah, all like, the Nintendo stuff, right? Yeah, I have a little um, like maybe quarter size dime, no, like yeah, probably nickel size little Kirby statue that I I think I got from Thinky years ago. Um, and uh, he's like the perfect size, and he's a little bit lighter than the ball. So depending, like stouts tend to be a little bit more viscous, so I'll use the ball for those. Whereas if it's a lighter beer, he's usually good. So it's really funny to watch because if I were to post my behind the scenes shots, half the time you'll just see like a little Kirby like flying through the air as I'm like triggering the shutter on the way down. So it'll be like Kirby diving into the beer, which always makes me go when I'm photoshopping my, <laughs> my shots for them. Yeah, now I'm going to look to see if there's any like random Kirby, like kind of like uh, Han Solo <laughs> in the you know Carbonite you know type thing. Yeah, usually I remove all the Kirby's from the picture, but there's definitely been Kirby's. No Kirby's were harmed in the, some of my yeah. flashes. No Kirby's yeah. were harmed in the actual making of this. Yeah, the shot. <laughs> uh, yeah, those are my. Those are usually the the, the rubber balls, and then that little guy um, are usually my go-to if I'm not trying to capture, you know, a candy or whatever I'm doing in the in the um, beer itself. Yeah. Now, do you? Do you get a lot of folks, like, do a lot of breweries reach out to you to see, like, you shoot your stuff, or how, how does that go? I mean, again, go to uh, elitracks.com. Um, yeah, no, I I mean, I've done some freelance. I feel like a lot of breweries are just looking to send um, basically, like, a box of beer, um, mm-hmm. which I've kind of stepped away from in the past year or two. I'm just, I can get great beer. I mean, unless it's like a brewery that I've already like established relationships with, um, you know, that's been supportive of me in the past. Uh, send me yeah, that, hey, brewery, send that. me that fucking beer. Right? Yeah. Send me that beer. Yeah. Just send it this way. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go to the post office, <laughs> redirect all beer going here, send it to here. All beer. <laughs> <laughs> all beer to the success canvas from now on. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I've, I've, I've stepped, I've moved away from that a bit. It's just, you know, I think they're, and the, the thing too is, you know, that might be great. There's, I, I never consider myself an expert um, in beer. Like there's people that like have tons of followings because they actually like review the beer and they do this and they could just put it down and take it. Right, I can't do that. Whatever, a quick photo and, you know, and that's great. And I think that really works for, you know, the relationships breweries have with, you know, people that they're they're they send beer to i don't i've I've come to think like learn that that's probably not for me considering i spend hours on photos so it's either you know yeah, it's not worth it if they send me a box if they reach out i mean this this has happened a bunch they reach out and i'm like oh i've never had your beer and then they'll be like okay great we'll get out a box and then they send me like two cans and they're just a can of or four, and like they're I think they're expecting like me to do some over the top shot and I'm like that's going to take me like three hours the label wasn't inspiring the name wasn't inspiring I don't have any say in that so I think they're like expecting you to pull out like this amazing over the top splash shot and I'm like I'm not inspired I mean you sent me a can of beer you know like thanks but like so I you know I don't want to if there's not money involved or like, you yeah. know, they're just, 
I think it's about yeah, that. I think it's important. Yeah, yeah, we get that. Yeah, the, yeah, the worst is when we get folks from the brewery who are like, you need to interview this person, and it's like, okay, I'll do that. But that, like when it comes in the brewery, not, I would say ninety percent of the time, it's a really hard sell. Versus like yeah, yeah. coming from like another artist or photographer or designer, those are usually the best recommendations. But when it's like, hey, our guy's the best or our girl's the best, da, 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 it's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, like, can yeah. you send me some? Yeah, and, and then they'll yeah. use, we usually get offered and the beer, but then it usually fall. That never happens. It's like, oh yeah, we'll get it to you. And I, just, which is probably my fault. I don't like the if I never had the beer, kind of like you're saying like, mm-hmm. and I'm talking to the person like I can interview an artist or a designer and really love what they do, and the beer be awful. But so if I haven't had it before, I always worry that it's going to be awful. And then mm-hmm. when I talk to them, it's like, oh, how did you, how are you able to make a label for such shitty beer? You know? So like I, I usually yeah. try, if I, if I, I'll, I'll usually try to drink it that week or whatever of the, of the, uh, podcast to kind of tie it together. But I usually try not to just in case, you know, that rare case, like they didn't make the beer and we're not talking about the beer. So yeah, yeah. it's like a century thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's just, cause I mean, it's like. Maybe one, because I, I think I try to do, try to do more like conceptual inspired photos. So it's like, if I'm not inspired by the can art, I don't know what they're sending. They just sent me a random box in the mail. If I didn't like the beer, if I have no relationship with the brewery, like if they're not paying me anything, like, I mean, there's been times where there's been, you know, I've gotten something and there was like a really cool can and I'm like, okay, yes, I have an idea and I do it and I'm happy to do it. And it's my own choice if I want to spend four hours doing a splash shot on that. But if they're, if we, you know, as opposed to my freelance clients where like, if they've reached out, I'm like, okay, well, what's the beer name? What's the concept, you know? And then we work out those parameters and if it fits within and it sounds like it's going to be a good deal for both of us and that's great, you know, but the whole brewery sending random boxes occasionally whenever um at least with when new breweries reach out now and i usually just i'm not i'm not as on board as i was like three four years ago and i was like yes i want to try all the beers very mature eli very mature yeah it's like yeah yeah so i I I wish and i wish i had more time because who knows who knows maybe if i did have more time i wasn't like yeah, I'd be like, sure, I want to try this beer from, you know, Kalamazoo and, you know, of a brewery I've never heard before his name, but, I, you know, not so much anymore. Not yeah. as much. Yeah, well, I think it's, yeah, I think it's smarter. I think you're, you're, you got you to value your time and, you know, it, when mm-hmm. you're doing it, when things are forced, it's not as... It's not yeah, as great. Yeah. 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 I've gotten some weird requests like, Hey, can you put together a portfolio of a bunch of artists for me and all their contacts whenever I need it? I can just reach out to them. And I was like, no, I'm like, why would I, no, why would I do that? No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. so I was like, I was yeah. like, so I, I was like, are you hiring me? Is like, you're like art director or like to fight like, Oh no, we don't have a budget, but we just want you. I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh, yeah. I'm like, have a good day. I'm like, you're really you're great. Thanks. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, I think that's the other challenging thing too now. So like, as we were talking earlier about, you know, how good, you know, iPhone cameras are or like how much technology advance has advanced with cameras. Like, I mean, there's, there's so many people that consider themselves beer photographers now and can put down that beer can and shoot like a nice shot on their really nice kitchen or in their hands or whatever. And they could be done with that in 20 minutes, you know? But that's not my style. Like mine is like setting a scene and 
a little bit more time intensive. So if I was like a natural light photographer with a gorgeous house that I could just put a beer down on my countertop and be done in 20 minutes, maybe I would accept those, you know, boxes more, but with uh, looking at my Instagram and, and my portfolio, I think there are a lot of people expect splashes and this and that. And I, you know, it's sadly, I, I don't have the time for that anymore. If, if they're interested in talking about freelance, then yes, please hit me up. <laughs> yeah. But you know, just for, for a beer can or two, that's, 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 that's a hard pass for me now. I like that term, hard pass. Uh, also on your uh, on your Instagram, it says, I'm promoting women in the beer world. Join the girl gang with hashtag uh, WC cans uh, W. Like, uh, mm-hmm. what's it? And I would just, I clicked on it and because it, it has the strong arms, it like, it goes to a weird mm-hmm. place. So you have to edit it. But what's the, what's, can you tell us a little about the girl gang? I think, I think it's really, uh, I think it's really important. I think that there's been an effort, you know, we can argue whether it's been an effective effort, but I think to have a more inclusive uh, craft beer mm-hmm. uh, industry over the last few years, uh, you know, and so uh, what's, what, what's, uh, what's the girl gang? What are you, what are you guys doing? So that was, um, God, I started that hashtag a couple of years ago and it's just crazy too. Cause it's, it's, you know, when, I think it's gotten a bit better now, but there was times where I, you know, I'd go to a beer release or I'd go somewhere and there was just this instant, like, you know, Oh, like, are you waiting? I'm like in line. I've been camped out in line for like four hours. Cause I'm home in New York and you know, I want some other half. And I'd been like point blank asked, like, Oh, are you waiting for your boyfriend? And I'm like, no, like oh, I'm here for me. <laughs> you know, and um, and I know that's not every guy's thing. I, I have lots of guy friends um, in the beer world. There's just, I feel like a group, you know, and then I think women get a bad name too because, you know, you have Instagram, which is inherently portraits and selfies um, and just being creative and showing off your life and stuff. And a lot of, there's a lot of accounts that do that with women and then, it gets this bad spin, but there's like, there's such awesome chicks that are like crushing better beer than most of the guys out of there. So we were, I was joking with some friends and I'm like, well, screw the woman crush Wednesday. Like we should do like woman crush cans Wednesday, which would be like just Ah, kind of spreading the awareness of like, there's awesome chicks that are like drinking great beer and posting quality content and I mean, even more so than that, just it's turned into like, it started as me calling out my favorites. Now it's kind of just turned into like, just let's, let's have fun and share each other's stuff. Like, let's make something positive. I I mean, Mm -hmm. I feel like oftentimes I'm, I'm maybe in too many like Facebook beer groups where, where comments just derail into like all this negative. I'm like, I hate it. Like, part of the reason why I love the beer community in the first place is because like I found so many friends um, and made these amazing connections, especially with, with a lot of the women. Cause it's like, it was such a small circle for a while I felt like, and now it's, it's getting better. It's expanded. I mean, I feel like I go to things and I'm like, Oh, there's a bunch of other chicks here too that, you know, are not just here because their boyfriend likes beer, like they're way into it. And craft beer has become more so, 
more universally, you know, um, women are enjoying it more. And why not, why not have that day if they're already doing, it was, it was kind of a joke, but at the same time too, like, I love it. Like, I love getting on Wednesday and then the people that use that hashtag or even more so the people that share other women's because it's like, I know if I, if someone shares their pro, like, they're like, oh my God, Eli took this amazing, amazing shot. They post it as a story and they say something really nice. I'm like, that just made my day, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's such a nice, they took that time out of their day to like say something nice and call out another person. And that's kind of just what I've been hoping that turns into. And even weeks when I'm like working or I was sick or, you know, or laid off and I wasn't really feeling it to jump back on the next week and see, you know, a bunch, a bunch of people still kind of took part on Wednesday doing that. I mean, it just, it like, it warms my heart. So. Fuck. Yeah. I totally, uh, I think, I think it's just great. I think to just to see where things have gone. I mean, I I wouldn't, I've, we've only been doing this for uh, almost three years now. And just, but even before that, just, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's important. And like you're saying, it's a, you're finding that balance of, Hey, like, don't be a sexist dick, and just because I, you know, because I'm a chick doesn't mean I don't like the beer. I mean, there's just some, there's a lot of badass women, you know, breweries own some of the most, you know, influential people in beer, you know, I don't know, it's just the fact we don't have that discussion, but I think it's a reality that we, sh- you know, you should have those discussions, and it makes people uncomfortable, so good with that. I'm mm-hmm. all for, yeah, yeah, I'm all for like, hey, like, I'm sorry if it makes you uncomfortable, but that's probably telling you that it's, there's something that needs to be discussed, and so, yeah, check it out, folks. It's uh, WCC. Yeah, no. Yeah, women cry. I, I thought it was a because the WC. I thought it was a wrestling thing for a while, and I was like, "That's kind of." I was like, "I was like, all right, that's cool. Like, she likes wrestling. That's yeah. Yeah. like whatever. Like, you know, like I, no, I, I had that phase I too." A can. Yeah. Miss cans in between woman crush. Wedding. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I, I literally just figured that out right now. I don't really feel really smart for not figuring that out. But I was like, I, I looked. I literally looked at that for like weeks trying to figure out what that was, and so yeah, I feel like an idiot, but. No, no, you're good. I mean, in hindsight, like if I, the thing was, this happened super organically. It was just kind of like a joking thing, but then people responded. So, and at that point I was like, do I change the hashtag now to something more like, you know, where you're like in that, in hindsight, I probably should have come up with something different. I think there was a few other ideas that I had, but like they were already taken and I wanted it to be something like totally unique. So you could track the, you know, yeah, um, I like I like I like the that idea. Yeah, but I mean, I will say too, in in that regard, like from that alone, and and tagging people, I've I mean, I've met a few of the women that I've chatted with online who've used that or shared, and then we get in dialogues and Instagram, and then like I've met them in person. Like I feel like I could go to you know Denver, and I'd be like, there's like three chicks that I need to look up here. <laughs> And like sit down and have a beer with, or like LA or home to New York. I mean, even when I went home to New York this last time, I met up with one of, you know, my beer friends. Uh, and it was just like we'd never met in, you know, real life before, but like, oh my God, we're like 20 minutes from each other. Let's, you know, let's meet up at a brewery, share a pint, and have yeah. a good laugh. And that's happened probably like at least eight or nine times in the last year or two. So yeah. it, it's, it's been a, just more than anything. It's been just a, I think a positive way to kind of like, Hey, like acknowledge, like there, there's some awesome chicks out there. And then also to just realizing 
I feel like a lot of them have, I, I know other ones have met up in person too. So knowing that like you've made this little network, mm. I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of what beer is all about for me yeah. on the whole or what I wish it was. Cause yeah. there's, there's never been any negative negativity towards it. Um, so yeah, we always it's, say, it's yeah, we always <laughs> say we hope to have beers in 3d cause that's the only down downside of this project is that these interviews are in person and we've, yeah, we've, we've met people from all over the world like that we've had beers with, and it's been, like you're saying, like it's pretty pure and genuine and just nice to mm-hmm. catch up. So I fully uh, oh, yeah. I fully support it, and, it, yeah, that's one of the, the cooler things about it. You know, I think trading gets a little intense sometimes, and I've kind of weaned off of that just because of the logistics of it. But, like, it's you meet your friends from all over the country that, like, you like you meet out with or just kind of, you know, turn on to different beers. And, and that, like you're saying, like, how it should be, you know. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I fully, yeah. I fully I mean, I, tra- I traded for a while, too. And you're right. It's it's way too, I'm like, I, I'm not cut out for that life. <laughs> but, like, yeah. if I've met a friend at a beer fest or, like, whatever, and then they're like, hey, I went to so-and-so and I got some cans if you want. And then it's like someone I know it's, you know, and then if a package gets lost in the mail, it's like, you know, this person, it's not like, you know, I'm not. Uh, oh yeah. I'd I'm be like a crazy more. person checking. Like, again, it's illegal. So I would never have done this if, if the, I mean, never, you know never, what, dude, never do you know that. what, if the authorities listening to this, like, dude, come on, bring it. Like, that's cool. Like that means, you know, like that's, I think even that, like the fact that somebody from fucking FedEx is listening, like, all right, come get me, bro. Like, it's good. But yeah, you're checking like, oh, it's in, like you knew the routing pad, like, oh, it goes it's to New Jersey. Olive oil. It's olive oil yeah. and Skittles boxes. What do you yeah. mean? Like, but it's like, oh, you go and it's like, oh, I know it goes to Connecticut to this spot in New Jersey and then New Jersey. Like you, like you became a, I became a weirdo. Like I knew these weird flight patterns of the postal service because you, tra- yeah, yeah, it was bizarre. <laughs> oh my god oh my god so i have another nerdy question for you since you have so many different oh, yeah. files and projects do you have a certain naming convention you use when you're for your for your files oh gosh <sighs> i'd struggle with that so hard um <laughs> i've got i've gone through a few iterations yeah i figured with um, the corporate and although you probably had some like corporate style sheets and where you had to do it and so yeah i always i always just find it interesting it's, it's definitely weird. yeah no for for my file naming convention i often usually do like your first month and then try and do descriptors but then also i'm, I'm a huge fan of Airtable. um i don't know if you've ever used no. that before but it's a, it's like a free it's like a it's a database solution but it's like kind of pretty and you could pay for it but the free version is like totally fine by me um but it's searchable too. And like I said, it's more databasey. So if I'm struggling to find something here, I could also go to there. And I also use that for keeping track of what I need to shoot for the brewery and when I, when I need to shoot it. So you could like basically customize almost all the fields in really, really neat ways. Um, even using some like function out like Excel functionality. So it, it's, it's it's I I'm like I could totally dork out on it, but over the phone I feel like it's just not gonna make sense. <laughs> so, all right, all right. Well, we're so, gonna yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Moving I, on. I, they 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 don't pay me. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we don't. This I, is I mean, not a paid endorsement. If I could, I, dude, if I could find a way to get paid sponsors, I would. I would interrupt every third yeah, word exactly. we'd say and drop a name of somebody. Like I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah all right. 
Yeah, that's that's <laughs> our 2020 goal to get a couple sponsors, but uh, we'll figure it out. So, all right. So let's yeah, see. I think yeah. we got two more questions. One is like businessy, and one's fun. So yeah, you, know, you can pick okay. which is which later. But um, <laughs> do you have any advice for somebody who's um, who loves taking photos? You know, maybe they they just you know are you know, yeah, they, somebody who loves photography think about maybe trying to give it a go as a as a career. And I mean, it's uh, you have to have a little bit of a uh, craziness in you. you know, all of our artists and designers, oh, yeah. I think, have that you know to take that leap. But any kind of advice for because you're really kind of running your own business. You know, I know that you're at a full time at a brewery, but um, yeah, any advice? Yeah, just yeah, advice. I don't know. I mean, I will say we won't hold it. We won't hold this to you. Like no one's going to be like, oh, Eli told me to do this, and now I live. You know, now I live in my parents' basement. <laughs> <laughs> no, my advice is going to be like the worst I, advice ever because I would say don't do it. I, so right. I'm, I'm, I mean, I am not um, the best marketer of myself. Uh, I've realized in trying to do freelance. Um, so I think that's why I've, and I, I'm also way too like, like I need health insurance paid by, like I want all of that. I, so I think that's why I've gravitated towards full-time corporate jobs is, is, you know, struggling in freelance, not knowing when your next check's coming, having to be on like, like on, on and marketing the shit out of yourself 24 seven. Like that's not me. I'm not that person. I just want to like be in my little studio with my head down you know, <laughs> and just make like taking pictures. That, that's what I want to do and not out with the hustle. Cause there's some, photographers like there are some really successful freelance photographers that I don't think are very amazing or at least I mean it's all subjective but like I think they kill it and they're as good as they are and as well known as they are locally is because they are great at marketing themselves and running themselves like a small business and that is not me so I have zero advice <laughs> that is one of the most <laughs> honest answers we got yeah because I yeah, I, yeah. and I, well, also I think it goes back to what we said earlier about the idea of like oh you know, my brother's got an iPhone, you know, he got the new 10 pro and he can shoot really, it's I uh, and then, so I like, cause we see that a lot with designers of like people wanting logos and we don't, we don't speak of those sites, but like all those sites you can go to and get a logo for like, you know, you know, three bucks and a pack yeah. of stamps, like that type of stuff. Like, <laughs> right. It's like, Oh you know, like yeah. Low bid is bitter. Like, yeah. Like, like low is bitter. I've got $7. Like I was at the barbershop today and this guy walked in and was like talking and he was a young kid and whatever. He's like, how much is your haircuts? And they told him, and he's like, oh, I only have five bucks. I was like, dude, dude you, where are you going to get a haircut for $5? Like, what, what's going on? Yeah, like, so yeah. sometimes it's just like, they were like, we can do your sideburns for like five bucks. We can give you like a part, start your haircut, you know, like a, put you on a painting plan. You're going to have to trim your mustache. That's yeah. They're like, oh, we can like trim you up, but like, you need some help. Like, you know, like, so yeah, it's just shit like that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's another problem is the mm -hmm. reality yeah. is, you know, people don't look at, don't always look at it how it should be. And I think that's what you know, we're trying to do and focus on is that it's such a key part and you can, I mean, what they were doing before that, well, I wouldn't say what turning point was doing was bad and they weren't misrepresenting their brand. I would just say that when you joined, mm -hmm. you, I literally went through the feed and could pick the first photo without being told. Yeah, yeah. And you can see it just, it just takes it to a new level. And I think now you need to be hyper competitive just because it's beer and it's something that's fun and is associated with a good time or, you know, sometimes a party doesn't mean mm -hmm. doesn't mean it should get any less attention it's it should get even more yeah. attention because it's such it's such a well, hyper competitive space yeah it's just crazy to me you know and 
Not not just just with Turning Point, but other you know other places. I mean, I've been fairly embedded in the beer world and known brewers and known owners and been you know, um, but like the the I feel like a lot of the guy like the people that own breweries are like, oh yeah, we're willing to like drop all this money on getting this amazing hop or getting this whatever fruit or like yeah. they're willing to invest that money into the production aspect which is great. But ultimately, again, you're running a business and you need to market yourself. So I come from like such a marketing, you know, background that like you're making this amazing product, but then you are asking a professional to like shoot your beer for a four pack. Like it's, it's insulting. And the the sad thing is there's just, there are people that do it, but it's like, you know, again, you're getting back to that, like, you know, bidding on a logo design for lowest bid. And it's, you know, you're, I don't know. It's, it's yeah. frustrating. Right. Cause you see, it's like, Oh, we, we got this, new, we got now. these new, these new tanks in there. And they're like, I don't know. I've been to CBC. I've seen like the price tags low end, like 30, 40, $50,000. Like, Oh, I got two new fooders in. And it's like, you find out that, mm-hmm. you know, they're they like, they don't pay very well or on time or they like shake down their artists. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh, well we didn't use that thing you spent 10 hours on, but like, okay, <laughs> that's not my fault. Like that you didn't use it or that can't. Yeah. Be, yeah. Yeah. Like, no. yeah. Yeah, we have one artist and it makes me cringe. I can't drink the local. It's a brewery in Connecticut. I can't. I don't drink their. I can't drink their beer because they're. I just know they're just shit, shitty business people. Like it just sucks. But you know, I, that's that's the only thing I can do. It's like my little private, like you know, uh, uh, shit. What's it called? Protest. There we go. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. I'm, I'm I'm with you. I've got I've got a few of those too. But um, yeah. So it's it's. I would I would love for the beer world to to you know, you, you already have all these amazing designers, you know, coming up with awesome art for so many of the cans and bottles. Uh, you know, I know there's struggles in that world too, but it's like, there are very few breweries that I've experienced that are actually willing to pay for photos. So props to the ones that do and and recognize that, that that's an important part of running a business. So, uh, Mm. you know, Amen. All right, the last one, this is less serious, but uh, do you, and this will be interesting, do you have, what kind of music are you into when you're, you know, when those moments when you're, you know, getting the, you know, your work together, you know, have your, your shot, getting your shots together, is there certain tunes you're listening to? Do you need to be in, in you know, do you have silence? Like, what, what's the, you know, what's kind of uh, on your playlist? What are you listening to? Oh, gosh. Um, I usually, I'm like a sucker for, the Spotify like weekly like <laughs> like I usually have um the the use the Spotify daily or weekly mixes which is good because then you go down the rabbit hole of like some like similar things that you're listening to but not exactly and then you find things and then the next thing I know it's like three hours later and I've already like favorited like 10 new songs <laughs> but yeah no I totally rock out to tunes while I'm shooting all right, what are you listening? What are you listening to? Because we don't know your daily, we don't know what makes up the oh, daily. God. Yeah, give us, yeah, give us, give us the good, bad, and the awkward. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Um, I will say, I, I, depending on my mood, um, I'm a huge fan of uh, Lord Huron, right. and uh, I also like where when I choose that play, like you know, that artist where that goes elsewhere in there. So if I'm in a quieter mood that um there's 
there's a which you had Google Home talking to you. Me and um, Alexa get in arguments. There's a Danish artist named Mo that has some like fun poppy upbeat stuff. Um, but Alexa can never. Oh, she heard me. She might start talking now. Yeah, the jam band Mo, right? You probably, you probably get the jam band Mo, right? <laughs> yeah. She, whenever I say that, she's like playing Motown radio. I'm like, no. And then I have to like, and so I've actually gotten into like fights with her. And I've realized if you spell out like Alexa play M-O, she actually will more often than not ah. do the correct uh, radio station. Um, oh no, she's already talking. I walked in the other room. <laughs> um, and, and no, no, Alexa, stop. <laughs> um, and then... <laughs> And uh, since we're friends, since we're all friends now, and I've rambled uh, sufficiently for this, um, I'll just throw out my guilty pleasure, Yeah, which all the guys at the brewery know it. And I say, if I'm ever sad or in a bad mood, I, Kesha is absolutely my guilty pleasure. (laughs) All right. (laughs) And and like old school Kesha, don't get me wrong. New school Kesha is great, but like, it's, yeah, that's my, that's my like dancey. Um, you need to cheer me up. I can't, I can't stay upset or mad. Um, or just dancing around the brewery. Uh, yeah, Kesha. All right. Now you all know when I'm yeah. sufficiently embarrassed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a band like the with with the uh, the home things. Uh, it was like one of the artists recommended Krungden, but like when it's like artists like that, and you're trying to say them to your home device, I'm not gonna do it so it doesn't start playing. But like my yeah. wife will come in the room just laughing. It's like synced up to her phone, so she'll. At like the seventh time of me like trying to pronounce it differently, like krongen, krongen, krong. She's like, "Fuck!" I just push. Here you go, and I'll think I did it right, and I'm like, "It worked." She's like, "No, no, no!" I just, I just controlled her from no, the phone. She's like, "You were screaming," and the kids are like freaking out because you're just like yelling nonsense into the into the kitchen. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, I. It's it's she. No, I gotta stop saying her name. She's been good for the most part, but that one which I often do because I, I like that station. It's just, it's at least half, 50% of the time now, it's, she still, like, does it wrong. And I end up in some weird thing and just yelling at her. <laughs> like, Kesha's coming to Texas. Oh, she's doing a whole run of shows in Texas. You should be, I hope you're on that. I saw that. Yeah, now she's playing, um, I think, at the Toyota Music Factory. I'm entertaining going. But see, again, I want old school, like. Dollar sign? You want, you want dollar sign Kesha, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want dollar sign Kesha. <laughs> Which is funny because there's a run of um, uh, Turning Points done um, Texas with a dollar sign. Like, I don't know if, if you're a Saturday Night Live fan. It's from all of their beers. Names are pretty much from TV shows or stand-up comedians. Um, okay. Everything. is There's a reference in every single one of their names. So they it's dollar sign Texas, but we pronounce it Texas with a dollar sign from the SNL skit. <laughs> so I was joking. I was like... Turning point's a perfect place for me because I like Kesha with the dollar sign. <laughs> yeah. The good stuff, yeah. Which is, yeah. All right. Your guilty pleasure. That will be, We're going to play that with the episode, so that'll be good. <laughs> perfect, okay. Yeah. No, I'm serious. We do. That's, that's why we ask that question. We, we try to make it... Uh, oh, God. <laughs> we try to make the music uh, custom to the, the episodes of the, of the guests. That's how we like make each one unique. Awesome. Well, all Eli, right. well, Eli you were, yeah. yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. All, maybe, maybe all die young, if you're taking requests, <laughs> die young, all right, all right, there we go, there we go, 
Now, yeah, so you were worried about how it was going to go. Uh, you've lived up to your concerns about rambling. You're a great guest, and uh, it's been really, uh, yeah, it's been really nice talking to you. I really, I really appreciate, uh, like I said, I appreciate all you do. I've been a big fan for a while, and uh, definitely we'll get some beers in, in 3D. And uh, yeah, awesome. I, uh, yeah, just uh, very cool. Thanks so much. Uh, we'll probably go live in a few weeks with this one. Okay, cool. Awesome. Let me know. Thanks again. I appreciate it. It was good talking to you. All right, Eli. Have a great one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And there you have it, folks. Episode 145. I thought it was a fucking great episode. I think that one could have easily been a two-parter Kevin Simo style where we could have gone for two, three hours. I just, as I learned more about photography, I mean, obviously I was a photography teacher, so I'm really skilled and knowledgeable. I mean, we, we already broached that subject during the interview, but I think what I like about this episode is just her journey, her appreciation for beer, you know, woman crushing cans Wednesday, which I thought was a, Ric Flair WCW reference for a while um, but I love and I'm kind of proud of this part you know what we're doing obviously we feature a lot of artists you know fine artists you know street artists different artists in, in that vein graphic designers and you know people who, who draw but early on we realized that photography was a key point of that and we've really tried to interview some really great photographers and Eli is one of those and we've got a few more that we're going to work on you know you want to have Corey Smith and we want to have uh you know Melissa Beauty of the Beer you know we've had Miguel Beer Trekker you know the crew at Allagash is just doing some fucking phenomenal stuff but here's what's really cool right we look at all of those photographers and they all have their own unique perspective on things and, you know, some choose to shoot in black and white, some are silver sultry, some are bright and vivid, some capture moments, some, you know, are product photography. They're all given the opportunity to shoot the same subject matter and each one of them will paint that canvas different. They'll see that sunset different and it's so wonderful and I think it's really you know the craft beer industry I think if you don't really appreciate that and you know appreciate good photography I see so many good breweries tap rooms who are making great beer and that's so great right you that's that's something tactile you have to feel that you have to be there you have to experience it but they just miss their mark with their photography and their social and their websites and whatever when it's just hacky when it looks like you took a picture of, you know, a beer on a box and it's just like, oh, I got to post this up or, you know, in a freezer or just really awkward, you know, not utilizing, you know, beautiful space and what have you. So we're really lucky that for some reason we get these great people who want to be a part of this, you know, and, and I think that Eli is another great example of that. We've been a big fan of her work. You know, she's really receptive and appreciative of what we're doing here. And it's just kind of a, a mutual you know, admiration that we look forward to, you know, celebrating together in person. But they say if you say it, it can happen. You know, if you visualize it, you know, all that type of stuff. So we are 
going on record as saying that we very much want to do the Art of Craft Beer Photography in 2020. I'm not sure where, not sure what, all the uh, the who, what, where's, and, you know, it's not a fucking game of Clue, but, you know, we're hoping maybe somewhere like Manhattan or, you know, New York in one of the boroughs and just bring everybody together, showcase everybody's wonderful works and photography, you know, set up some weird version of a photo booth and, you know, get weird, have some beers and just, you know, celebrate creativity. So one frame, you know, one lens at a time. So that is our goal. We're just going to, you know, instead of just kind of tuck these things under and not share them, we're just going to put them out there and see what the universe brings back to us. You know, it's already brought us back some wonderful people, you know, 145 episodes deep, 12 countries, 200 plus, you know, breweries, thousands of labels and just you know amazing stories week by week so we thank you for being a part of this we thank you for your support until next week we thank you once again but you've been listening to the 16 ounce canvas the art of craft beer podcast i'm aj and i'm out